Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Going to Psalm 100. We're going to go to Psalm 100, and we're still looking in the, in the, in the Passion Translation. Then I'm going to swing you over because I want you to see this. I want you to know, the L, and then oh, the giving thing we're going to do later at the end, you know, the, the, they're at the door for this distant thing. Psalms 100, verse 1, and the Passion Translation is what we've been using. It says, lift up a great shout. I want you to see something here that we've been in Thanksgiving adoration. And then right after this, we're going to go into Philippians chapter 4 and 4 and the Amplified Bible. We're going to use that classic version. I, I like that. I want to talk to you today, two places that I think is important for you to build a safeguard for your future. Amen? It's the safeguard for your future. But I want to build this foundation for you. Says, let, all right, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Okay? Now he's telling you, he's saying, look, he's like, man, give me a shout. Give me, give me a shout. Praise me. Right? Saying, everybody, every mayor, praise the Lord. Now let me explain to you why we do not have levels of praise. Now listen, it, it gets a little bit. Gratitude is basically a perception and attitude of the heart. You have to, you have to put it on, but you first have to train yourself to understand why you're grateful. Why you're grateful is because God's been faithful. Does that make sense? And you're going to stay grateful, and the better your gratitude and your faithfulness is, it's the better revelation you figured out who he is in your life. Because people seem to be like, well, you know, I'm going to praise God if the circumstances are good. That is not why we praise God. We serve God and praise God all seasons, every season, because he's good no matter what it looks like, okay? So you got to build this thing in you, you know, like, oh, it's a tough season. Well, imagine how much tougher it would be without God. You know what I'm saying? So stay in the season and stay in the things like, all right, it might not be great, but guess what? God's still good, and you got God. He can get you through, all right? So look what it said. It said, now watch this. Look at verse 2. We're going to keep reading, and then we're going to go, as you serve him, be glad and worship him. Now, now, he's telling you what's up. Be glad and worship me. You know, this ain't got to figure it out. He's saying be glad and be worshiping me. Okay, sing your way in the presence with joy. Man, I don't know about you, but God said sing. Get in there and sing. Sing your way in. See that right there? How many of you seen that there? Serve him, be glad, worship him. Sing your way in. Woo! How many of you just sing, sing your way in? Even if it sounds bad, just praise him. You know what I'm saying? He ain't looking, he's not looking for, you know, no Luther Vandross voice over here or something like that. <laughs> you don't need to be my ride carrier or whatever. Just go in there with what you got. Amen? You know? Somebody said, you know, this is what I can give him what you got. All right? Well, sing your way into present with joy. Now watch verse 3. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. Now right there, you got to get it. Worship's a privilege. You got it like it's a burden sometimes. I don't want to go in here and give God praise. We got it. Man, come on. God's been good to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to thank God. What's the matter with us? I don't want to thank God. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we get grumpy. How many of you get grumpy? You know what I mean? Get a little grumpy. Get a little bit. How many of you got a little, get a little attitude-y sometimes? Don't raise your hand. You know what I mean? Get a little attitude with God. Like, I'm praising you today. <laughs> you ever do that? Y'all did it, don't lie. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not happy, God, so you know what? 
Man, I'll tell you what, I love Hezekiah, you know? That's a great story, man. I love reading it. I love reading it uh, 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 out of Chronicles and reading it. And uh, Isaiah talks about it. And then plus, Hezekiah's like, he's like, the prophet of God sent to Hezekiah and said, hey, go, go tell him he's going to die. What a great word. Right in the house, of the Lord goes to Hezekiah. Goes to Hezekiah. He goes, "Hey Hezekiah, here's the deal. Make ready your house today. You're going to die." Well, praise God. Word, <laughs> can't wait. That's a word of encouragement. He goes like this. He goes, "Hey Hezekiah, he said what? He said he said you're going to die. He said tell him he's going to die." Hezekiah gets real deep in it and starts going, "Well, this ain't good." And the Bible says he turned his face to the wall and he prays. And then in 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 the, in the one a gospel well the one account it's not a gospel account of course but in one the one place he said this is a grave can't he tells the Lord in his in his petition he said the grave can't give you praise I love it he didn't negotiate but he kind of spoke God's language he said yeah it's fine if I'm going to go he said I'm going to pray about it he goes remember this the grave can't give you praise but if you leave me here I'll praise you he said the Bible said this that the prophet of God that came and said doom die. He didn't even leave the room. He went back and said, tell him I'll give him 15 more years. Keep your praise right. Keep your praise right. might keep you on the earth longer than you expected. <laughs> keep your praise right. It might keep you in the earth longer than expected. Amen. Your expiration date might be up, but if you keep your praise right, we might get a couple more years out of you. Come on, somebody. Come on, that was funny. You should laugh, but some of you are a little stiff today. You know what I'm saying? Right? Come on, man. It's like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, hey, come on, man. He said, he said, what? He said, I could change this situation if I can keep my prayer and my praise going in the right direction. This is important. You know what it is? Sometimes the people of God, we look what it says here. Watch this. I think this is really important. He said, what? For he is your creator and we belong to him. We are his people of his pleasure. This is creating pleasure for God, your praise. You know what I'm saying? You got to realize that that the praises of his people not only are where his presence is, but it creates pleasure for God. You know what the Bible says about that? It says that in, in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, God, God is pleased with faith. He's pleased. So it's an element of faith in your worship in him. That's another thing, too. There is an element of faith in your worship. Because if you praise in God when it looks bad, guess what that tells God? You still believe in me. That's what people don't get. Your lack of gratitude. Now, I'm not saying you got this. I'm just giving you a checkup from the neck up. Your lack of gratitude shows lack of faith. Your lack of worship shows lack of faith to God. It's all speaking a language. You know, if it's bad and I go, I can't praise God, look at this mess. He's like, well, look at your faith. You, you're looking at the stuff more than you're looking at me. Does that make sense? You're looking at situations in life and going, I can't praise God about this. This is so bad. God's like, well, what about me? You don't even see me in the midst of the mess. All you see is the mess, and now you can't give me no praise? That's showing me your faith. Remember Abraham said, being not what? Being not what? Come on. He was faith-filled, but he was not. Abraham what? He did not considering now the body, the deadness of Sarah's woman or the deadness of the situation against hope, believed in hope, considered not, considered not, considered not, staggered not, staggered not. He didn't stagger at the promise of God nor considered the deadness of Sarah's room, but was what? Understood that he that responded was faithful. Here's what he's saying. He gave glory to God. What you mean he gave glory to God? He kept praising God even when it looked dead. He kept praising God when it looked useless. He kept praising God when it was a mess. He kept calling himself, man, I told you that on that Hope Summit. Man, I'm telling you now, man. Remember that Hope Summit? That's why you got to watch this stuff. I said, man, I got a revelation this week. Here's a, here, I'll give you a nugget. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it because you guys pull. I said, man, I told you this, though. I said, I was thinking about Abraham, and I go, this guy, this guy gets his name changed, and God puts a piece of him in his new name. 
I said, wait a minute, man. I said, he forced him. God forced him, Abraham, to call himself what God called him by changing his name. He did. And I said, God, you ain't forcing everybody to do that. Seemed a little unfair, Donnie. You know, because I was like, man, you for like, you know, like, it would be like me, right? Chris, don't call yourself Chris. Call yourself Christopher. Okay, easy. I'm Christopher. I'm Christopher. I'm Christopher. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm calling myself. You call me. You call me Christopher. Come on, you see it? Everything's easy. I said, what's the deal with us? God said, I gave you my promises. I said, what'd you say? He said, I gave you my promises. And I'm forcing you to say what I say about everything about your life. I said, what'd you say? He said, I gave you my promises. My pro See, I, if I got a promise in my heart, man, I can't let nothing come out my mouth. See what I'm saying? I said, God, that ain't fair. You gave him, you changed his name, you made him a new dude, and now he got to call himself Abraham. I'm the father of man, Abraham. I'm the father. He said, man, what's up? He said, I gave you the promises. Now these promises, you know what I mean by that? You know what I mean by that? The promises of God make you say what God says about you and your situation. That's why you got to keep that promise in you. Okay, I'll explain it. Watch this, right? So you come and you're chilling, and he goes, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations until he becomes the father of many nations. Got it? Cool. You come, and the doctor said, you got a little mess over here. I'm healed by his stripes, and I don't say nothing different that don't line up with those stripes. So you might pull me in this situation and say, well, how is it? Now, I'm not calling those things things the way they are. I'm calling those things the way they need to be. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with some of you. You're in that marriage and it stinks, and you're like, oh, this thing stinks. And that's all you're going to get, stink. Because all you keep calling it is the way it is. I told them in the morning service, they got a kick at it. I said, grass is greener on the other side. Still got to mow it, baby. It's all work. Yeah, okay, do you like that? They like that, but they didn't like it. So let me, let me, you don't like it? Let me do this. I come around the back head, smack you in the back of the head. I just come around and like tap, get you, ready? Watch what I'm saying here. What have you been calling it? You've been calling it right just the way it is. You better get it. You're supposed to call those things that be not as though they were. Most people live in the what is. Now, you know why? You can't complain. Oh, I'm meddling now. Woo! You put some gel in it? You better. Oh, I got it today, baby. Watch it. Watch it. What? But this, this marriage stinks. He's a bozo. You better start talking to the man of God. Otherwise, bozo the clown's going to keep coming out. That's the problem right there. Well, I, I, can't, I just got caught like I said. No, you just want to complain. Now we got to put the principles of the Bible together, and you got to call it the way God said it. You can't call it what it is. You got to call it what you want it to be out of the word of God. Call those things that be not as though they were. What's that mean? That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. He tried to teach Abraham, call those things that be not. Call those things that be not. You are not the father of many nations right now in children, but you're going to be. So call it that. So I'm forcing you to call you. Uh, Mary, yeah, uh, you gonna have a baby, but you ain't gonna have a baby in the conventional way. <laughs> ah, how am I gonna have a baby? It coming from the Holy Ghost like a package. Amazon's dropping off at the door. It's a long story. Just believe it. Okay, according to thy word, thou shalt have it. Amen. 
Great. And her husband is Joseph. What did he say? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. What? What happened? You got a baby, the Immaculate Reception? <laughs> what happened? Whoa, wait a minute. Stop. Let's hear this again. Reading the counselor. <laughs> he go to sleep. God said, look, bro, I'm telling you it's me. Just hush him out. This joker almost jacks it up. God puts him on mute because he can't undo what God's getting ready to do. God, as much as I wish God would put some of you on mute, he's not going to do it. So you just keep blah, 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 and all your blessings keep going down the road. Mute it. Mute it. Mute it. But he can't mute it. So you know what he gave you? Promises. Oh, you don't, you, man, I'm talking some light. You, somebody better help me today. Right? So here's what happens. So God gives you promise. Does this make sense? So God gives you promise. And now he goes, okay, what do you want? You want the promise or you want what you want? Oh, yeah, watch that promise, though. That thing's great. But as long as you keep that promise in your spirit, in your heart, that promise shows you how to walk. That promise shows you how to talk. That promise shows you where you can go. That shows you how long you can say, I'm telling you, that promise. That pro now, what do we usually do? We get tired of waiting for the promise. We forfeit the promise because the promise seems like it's taking too long. And then you slip back into carnality that you were in in the beginning. Because the way that God wants spiritual growth now in the church through grace is through the promises of God maturing you, not force. That is good. That's how you're supposed to grow. But the church has never been given the instruction of God doesn't change you by good and bad. He changes you by glory to glory. It's not good and bad. It's glory to glory. You see more of God and want more of him. And then you what? You, you what? You basically, um, let me say it like this. You govern your character by the promises of God. So now you get a, watch. You get a promise of wealth. Guess what happens? You can't talk broke no more. You rather cuss than talk, bro. That I can't. I, mean, I will smack you if you go out with me. You say you can't afford something. I will give you the back of my hand. Quick, shut your mouth. So say you can't afford that. Be quiet. Don't tell nobody you can't afford nothing. Don't talk like that around your kids. Cut it out. Just say we get. We, we don't need that right now. <laughs> we don't need that right now. Just, just be quiet. Get out of the aisle. You know, you take them somewhere like that. Can we get? We talk to your mother about it. Let's go. Be quiet. Don't put no limitation on them. Don't you put no limitation on those kids. Let them dream. I'm not saying you guys are. When I look at you, that does. I know you got kids, so. You know what I'm saying? You know how much that cost? Just hush your mouth. Just because the kid got more faith than you, be quiet. I want a rocket. Yeah, great. How much is that? $8.6 billion. What? Just, yeah, okay. Uh, you know what I tell her? Pastor Liz tried to pull that on me. You know what I did with her? <laughs> yeah, I said, go see your father. She said, what do you mean, go see my father? I said, I ain't talking about your natural father. I go, go see your father in heaven. He got money for curtains. Leave me alone. I'm serious, right? That's, you guys don't know how to do this, man. She wants stuff on that farm? Go, go see your daddy. Yeah, tell her. Tell her I said. That's a lot, you know, they want to they go do something like get in a bright, to get a bright idea like this. I said, go see your father and leave me alone. You know, she just did it again. She's like, what do you think about this? I said, God will pay for it. You just, he did. He did. Don't he do it? He does it all the time. But don't come looking at me. Don't look at me. I'm not your source. Leave me alone. She's not like that, but you know what I'm saying? You guys are all in that thing like, well, what if the kids come to me? You know what I told that joker? He said something to me. I said, you better go sow a seed. I told him how to sow. They use it against you, though, later on, though. They do them little stinkers. Oh, they know how to get it. Because then they go, why well, sow, Dad? I was like, oh, great. But you know what? You'd rather learn that. They'll remember that the rest of their life. 
They know if you want it, you sow to get it. You want something better, you sow what you got. They ain't using laws. So you got to use those laws. But here's what I'm saying to you is that's how God wants it to be. He gave you his promise. Are you getting this? He gave you his promise. Now that promise says you can't talk broke if you got that promise in you. You can't. Okay. You get the promise of health. You ain't going to talk sick. How you feel? Uh, what do I do? Now listen now. I'm not denying there's something's up. Don't get in that thing. That's where it gets foolish. But you ain't calling it what it is. If you went to the doctor, the doctor say, you got this and you sick. All right, cool. I see it. I got it and I'm sick. According to that report, I'm not believing that report. I, I'm not just balance it in your mind. But I'm not calling what is there. I'm calling things that be not as though they were. I'm calling for the healing that needs to come, not what you're trying to tell me right here. Like, look, you cut your hand right here and chop it. Guess what? You got a chop hand. But what am I doing? I'm calling them thing to come back together the way God created it. You understand what I'm saying? Put it in your own balance. You get what I'm saying. I'm not believing a doctor's report. I'm believing the report of the Lord. I'm not believing what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling. I don't believe in any of that. You know what I'm calling, though? I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm not calling it the way it is. If the marriage is jacked up, you don't speak, we got a jacked up marriage. We're jacked up. You're jacked up. You're mean. You ain't. No. You call it the way it's not. You call it what you want. I, I love, remember when I was telling everybody, right, you weren't here for this. I told them all, I love my wife. They all thought it was joking. I love my wife. Why? She gets on my nerves sometimes. I got to force myself in areas. Did I say that out loud? Somebody just said, no, that's my man right there. You got my back, baby. You know what I'm saying. It's a marriage. You get on one another's nerves. You aggravate one another. You do are your kids. Oh, my God. Between the kids and the wife and this and the church, you're looking to hurt somebody, man. I'm on, I'm on the edge, bro. I'm lit. I'm like right on the borderline and going off, man. Thank God for that promise. Like, oh, I'd like to tell you what I think. Oh, my blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a fortress of healing. I got to go in that prayer room. La, ba, ba, sha, la, kalaba. Build it up. You got to get there. If you're not careful, you let go of that promise. Now you got no governor. Now you say whatever you want to say. And you know what that produces? Lack of spiritual growth. Now you got no spiritual growth because you don't have no promise. And I got news for you. You want to know why there's a billion carnal Christians running around here? They ain't got no promises. They got no promises curtailing their vernacular. No promises curtailing their mind. So they run around rogue because they don't have a promise kinking them what? Linked to the source of success. That's why you got to get there. Does that make sense? So if you don't have a promise, okay, if you speak through the promises of God, you got a different kind of talk. If you ain't got no promises, you talk any way you want to talk. You see it? Look right here. Look right. Here. You gotta see, man. This is my scripture for today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. We should be at like around three, four. I don't know where we were. Psalms 100. You can, you can pass through this open gate. I love this thing. You know what I love about this? The gate's open. It ain't closed. God ain't got nothing closed to you. It's all open. You ever go to somewhere there's a gate? Usually it's closed. He said, pass through this open gate. God don't got no gate closed to you. Everything's accessible to you. You're His kids. This gate. Pass through his open gates. But what? The password. He tells you, though, he said, the gate's open. You just got to come in there with some praise. Come on, you better get that. See, like, I, I, I was like, remember last week I was like punching the code? He said, there ain't no code. The gate's open. If you really want to get on it, though, just put some praise on it. 
and you can come right on in. Woo! And come right into his presence with what? Thanksgiving. Woo, come on, keep going, watch this. Come, bring your thank offering to him and effectually bless his beautiful name, right? Now watch five. Now I like five, five got me. For the Lord is always good. Always, come on somebody, he's always good. And always ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you. Come on, right? So kind that it will astound you. And this part got me. This is my word for the day. And he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. That's what I got all day long. He's famous. My God's famous for his faithfulness. I'm gonna get, they're going to make me a shirt. <laughs> I told Lauren work on I want a hat. It says famous for his faithfulness. I'm going to walk around wearing it just to remind myself just in case I forget how faithful he's been to me. Even when I was a schmuck, he came and got me. Even when I slept it up, even when I messed it up, he was faithful. Even when I quit, even when I messed it up, even when I didn't do this, even he was still faithful to me. He was faithful to me because he, he's faithful to himself, and he cannot deny himself. Amen? He's faithful, man. Even when I dropped the ball, he already picked it up before it left my hand. Come on, somebody. God, God's been faithful. You can't find a place to praise God. My God in heaven, he's been faithful all day long. He's going to be faithful. I ain't looking like it's working. You're looking at the wrong stuff. Stop looking at what is and look at what can be. Amen? Praise him for his faithfulness. Praise him for how good he's been. Praise him that you're here. If you're here, guess what? God's been faithful. Now, look at this, because i got to give you this, and I don't want to keep you all day. Look at this. Look at this Philippians 4. Look at this Philippians 4 and 4. It says rejoice again. We got that in the Amplified. Put that in Amp C. That'll be good, the classic version. I need you to pull this in, because here's the problem. You fretting and worrying about stuff you need to fret and worry about. You know what I'm saying? Look at this. Philippians 4 and 4 in the Amplified Sea. Look, it says, it says, rejoice in the Lord again always. Again, I tell you, rejoice. You got to find a place to rejoice in everything. So there ain't no way to rejoice. There is a way to rejoice. You got to find it. Okay? Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Amen? You better pull this in. Right? Rejoice in the Lord. Delight. Glad in yourself and him. Again, I say rejoice. You see that right there? You can read Psalm 37 when you go home. Look at verse 5. Come on. We're going to make some time here. Let all men know and perceive and recognize what? Your unselfishness. Now, that means this, right? Why? If you can't find a place to rejoice, you're probably getting selfish in something. You know what I'm saying? You probably are. Like, are you mad or something? No, let your considerateness and your, and your forbearing spirit. It means why? You want to stay strong in spirit. You know what I mean? You're, not, you're going to be, have the right kind of heart. You have the right kind of heart. I'm going to have a place to praise. Now, watch this now. What? What? The Lord is near and he's coming soon. Now watch verse 6. Now get this. Say, don't fret and don't have any anxiety. Now I see the material right now. That's where the rubber meets the road because what starts happening is what? You start fretting. Fret is worry. You start worrying and you start getting anxious and we all do it and you're lying if you say you don't and don't raise your hand. But we get worrying and fretful and we worry about it and we don't know how and we, where's it going to come from. And we start, what do we start doing? We get worried and fretful. We get all goofy. Because yep. you get goofy because you don't know how God's going to do it. And now we're worrying and we're fretting. And now we got anxiety. Right? You got anxiety, right? These are all the things that come. Worry, fret, anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and everything. Now go slow. We ain't going nowhere. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't, and now watch this. Now this is what happens to some of you. Right? You got, you got, you got fret. You got worry, you got care. Care is another one you could throw in there. Be careful for nothing. Don't be full of care. Now, the minute you become a care caster, everybody's going to get blaming you for not caring about them. Don't you care. You know what I'm saying? You start bringing sound wisdom in this thing, 
All the people that don't want to hear sound wisdom because they want to be emotionally off the rail, don't you care? Did Jesus got in trouble for it too? He's sleeping in the boat. Carest thou not that we perish? Jesus should have woke up and say, shut up. Didn't I say we were going to the other side? Right? He was nice. He was kind. He said, what do you, what do you want? Peace be still. But then he rebuked him for having no faith. So he got him too. You know what I mean? But like, didn't Jesus could have woke up and say, hey, didn't we say we're going to the other side? Why are you waking me up? Right? Jesus is like, hey, let's get in the boat. We're going to the other side. He's taking a nap. Waves are crashing. All this junk's going on. Water flying all over the place. And Jesus said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus could have got up and said, carest thou you woke me up from my nap? I told you we're going to the other side. Why don't you go to bed and be quiet? No. He gets what's going on emotionally. It's a mess. Hello? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Come on. Come on. Your brother, you give him a heart. Jesus didn't freak out. He like, why don't you got no faith? Because Jesus want to know what? Let me tell you right here now. I shouldn't have been around when Jesus was around. I would have got smacked in the head and would have gotten a lot of trouble. Because I would have had an explanation for everything. I'll tell you why I got no faith right now, bro. Uh, because I'm in the middle of the ocean and water is flying over the side. So much so it's like ankle deep. And I didn't think you were awake. So guess what? I woke you up. Figure it out. Please help me. I'm, I'm straight, man. I ain't going to sit here and try to get, be all spirit. Thou masters of. Hey, wake up, bro. We dying. And you don't make sense half the stuff you say anyway. You've been talking in riddles since the minute I've known you. Look, me and Jesus would have got along real fine. It would have been real simple. I don't even know what the heck you just said. Can you repeat that? Say that in my version because I don't understand nothing. Okay? You think the Jews are confused. Sarno's out of it confused. I don't understand nothing about what you're talking about. And when you walked on water and came through the wall, bro, I thought we were all on LSD, so I don't know what's going on around here. Sorry. Just get real. Let's get real quick, because all you people think you faith people. I'm such a person of faith. My whole Yeah, I seen you out of church. You ain't that holy spiritual guy you think you are. So stop. I'm not being mean, but you know what I'm saying? It all sounds cute in church. Oh, ye of a little faith. Why would you doubt? Because there's water coming over the rail of the boat, and we're sinking, bro. That's why I'm doubting. I'm doubting everything right now, okay? All of it, okay? So if you, you, think, you, think, you think John was bad asking if he's Jesus, I got more questions than that joker was got. Because right now I don't know where I'm at. You, you people lie, and you lie in church, and it's a sin. Okay, so get what I'm saying. You got to still be able to keep this thing when it doesn't look like none of this stuff's working. And sometimes the only thing you got, because your theology's blown right now. You ever have your theology blown out of your mind? Everything I'm believing don't look like it's working. Everything I'm speaking doesn't look like it's happening. Everything he said in that book don't sure look like it's happening right now. I don't got nothing but a praise. And I don't know what to do, but I'm going to praise you anyway because I can't understand what's going on. My So I praise the Lord. I'm going to praise him because that's the only thing I can Thank you. It's a half-hearted thank you. The you takes time to come. Thank you. Praise you. Comes out later. You talking, you broken down on the inside. But I'm still hanging on. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't get fearful. Don't get fretful. Look what it says. About anything. This one's got me on the run. I don't know if I can make it through this one. 
You can. Don't get worried about anything. There's light at the other side of this thing. Don't get, wor- don't get, don't get anxious for nothing. Just hang in there. Hang in there. It's going to be all right. Don't get, don't get fretful about it. He'll work it out. Just give him some time. Just give him some time. He'll move in that thing. Just let, give him some time. He got to just sit back. The master's on it. Just sit back. Just pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer, With thanksgiving. Come on, come on. Come on, are you praying and thanking? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying and thanking? But by prayer and definite request with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You're praying and thank. I'm praying. Because what's what If I'm praying and I'm thanking. Now watch this now. Watch this now. Watch what thanksgiving means to God. What? Hey, Willie, can I have your hat? Thank you. How, how, what, 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 what do you mean? Well, I got it. I received it. And when I, when I know I got it, what did I say when he gave it? Thank you. I got it. See, thanksgiving means to God that I, I got it. I don't see it. You might not see it, but thank you. I believed I received when I prayed. I got, see, see, thank, thank you means what? Thank you means I got what your prayer with your thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. I got news for you. Your thanksgiving is your faith in the moment. Your thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. You're, it's kind of looking good. It looks better on you, though. It definitely looks better on you. Yeah, come on. Your thanksgiving is your faith in the moment for me to believe I received the stuff I can't see, but my praise will manifest it. My thanksgiving is my belief I receive of the promise of the petition when I don't see it and don't understand. And he tells you right here, he says, make your nods known unto God. And then think on these things, the good things, the pure things, the love. And what? And if you think on anything else, don't think on that. Think on that. Put this new mind in you. Put this new mind in you. To do what? Keep my thanksgiving right. Keep my work, keep my thanks for thank you, thank you. And when you believe you receive, when you pray, you thank them. What do I do after my faith's been released? Thank you, Father. You did it all the time. Thank you, Father. I believed I received when I prayed. Thank you, Father. Thanksgiving keeps me connected to the promise of God. Thank you. Thank you that you got my money gets funny. Thank you, God met all my needs. According to your riches and glory. Th- doctor, thank you. Thank you. I believe your report. Come on, you see it? Your thanksgiving keeps you connected to the promises of God when you can't see your promise of God. Woo! It'll do it. That's how it does it. It'll keep you there. And you hang on. You hang on. But here's the key. And I'm going to let you go. Your attitude of gratitude changes the altitude of your life. But here's the key. You got to be able to see it when other people can't. Because the first thing people are going to do, the minute you start talking like this, is like, don't you care. They try to pull you down to human reasoning and pull you in that arena of understanding nothing and living like a natural, normal human. You're not natural. You're supernatural. I'm going to keep my, because look, if you want to see this, they, they, you can show that up there. Can you show the other side of 4-6? Of can you show them 4-7? I might, might take a minute. They might have shut. And God's peace. Now remember we just did a soul we just did a soul seminar. 
about hope. Anyways, and God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of the soul. You know, I told them in the morning, some of your, some of your souls need a tranquilizer. I did. I said, you ever see those animals? Like, here we are out in the jungle. We're in the middle of Africa. Praise be to God. Here's the, here comes the elephant. It's like a seven-ton elephant. I don't know how big they are. And you see this guy like, we got to, like, fix its trunk. <laughs> guy goes out there with a dart, right? Poof, darts it. Or you ever watch him do it with the tiger? Man, they want to make sure that joker's asleep. I ain't going out there. These people are crazy. I went in a game park one time. I wasn't even going to put the window down. You can forget me going out the car. But... Yeah, they did. They're like, yeah, I had to go take, I went to the game park, and I had to take, what is that thing? Flat Stanley, what was that thing? Oh, I didn't even know what it was. It was a rag doll. And they're like, oh, everywhere the class goes, it's from my cousin. Can you take the picture? I said, like, crazy, I ain't going out there. Take it through the window. The, the kids will understand. <laughs> my uncle went to Africa, and he went to, the, he went to safari, and here's his friend holding the doll through the glass. I didn't get out the car. Crazy. That's how those people get eaten. You watch some people on YouTube. Joker get out the car. All the place says, "Don't get out the car." Some genius gets out with a camera. Let's take a picture. He just became lunch. Nah, bro. Take the picture in the car through the window, through the way it is. The kids will understand. I'll write him a letter. There's a tiger back there. Here's me saving the car with the doll. There you go, fourth grade. Um, you want to make it to fifth grade? This is all you're getting. Be quiet. Okay. You ever see that they, what do they do? They tranquilize it. What does it do? Some of you need to tranquilize your soul. It's all over the place. Peace shall be the tr- peace. Oh, this is good. Peace will be the tr- the the soul tranquilizer. But here's the thing: how do you get there? You got to get there. This is what I mean. You got to keep that thing there. You got to keep that promise. You got to keep your things right. You got to keep yourself right. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself whacked with this thing. You'll be so worried, so fretful. So cast your care to the Lord. Leave it there. Find the promise of God. Hang on. Speak the word of God. Give him praise. And when you don't know what to do, give him praise. And when you can't, they don't look like it's just praise him anyway. That's the key. Praise him. The more you pray, praise the Lord. Why are you praising God? You ever been around somebody praising God for everything? You don't know what they praise. They just praise God. Praise God. Praise God for what? Praise God. Just praise God for God. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> praise. Th- thank God for. Thank. I, I was in a meeting one time and the guy said, thank God for God. <laughs> I said, that joker just say thank God for God like God created himself. So we got to thank him for being himself. I, I'm confused. But when you get over in that praise part, you thanking God for God. Thank God for God making God. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. I'm down. Amen. But you get what I'm saying? Put your soul in that place. How do you do it? You do it through the attitude. That's right. Look right there. Let's just read it. Let's just read it. And we're done. We've got to go. Watch this a lot. And God's peace shall what? Be yours. That tranquil state of assured salvation through Christ. Watch what it says. So fearing nothing from God, right? You don't have to worry about God. God's for you guys. And being confident of this earthly lot of whatever sort that it is, everything's going to be okay. That peace which transcends all understanding shall what? Really be like a military force against your soul and your spirit, your mind. But here's the big thing, right? It transcends understanding. This is where you got to overcome, guys, and I'm going to leave you with this. My understanding doesn't make, what is praising God going to do with these problems? Don't go to your understanding to determine why you're doing it. Stay out of your understanding of why you're doing it and just do it. 
it will change the way your life works out. Sometimes it's like this. Well, it's good. Man, I, I was going to read Jehoshaphat to you. I'll get it to you when it's over. Second Chronicles. He's in a mess, man. He's in a mess. He's in a mess. They're coming after him. He's, he's afraid. That's why he went to God. God said, go down to the edge of the battle. The battle's not yours, it's mine. Just get down there and shout. And when you shout, you'll win. Shout against the military army? I'm going to go down there with no weapons, nothing. You know, just go down there and shout. You'll see. The battle's not yours, it's mine. What sense does that make? Doesn't make any sense. Come on, stand up on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.